Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. How are you now? Oh, how are you now? It's been a while, hasn't it? I mean, Habs get a few days off, don't get to talk into this microphone for a few days, and all of a sudden I miss it a little bit. I miss you guys, even though you're not talking back to me. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and um, we're here to talk about your Montreal Canadiens returning to action uh, on the road this time to visit the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, This is a team in the Flyers that are potentially bound for the playoffs. You know, they've made a lot of improvements. Uh, They're looking like a better team this season. I haven't seen a whole lot of them, so I wasn't too sure what to expect going into this game, although I knew that at least on paper and uh, in the standings, they're a better team than the Montreal Canadiens right now, and they're competing for potentially a wildcard spot. So could be a tough game for them, especially considering that coming off their break, uh, they got to go right back into action, uh, get on a plane, actually, go back to Montreal and play against the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. So A lot of people might skip this episode because they know they got another one coming up, but we're going to record it anyways. We're going to talk about everything that happened. We'll go through a full recap before I give you my overall thoughts on the game. But before we do that, with the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to the second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. So head there today to get in on the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And your Montreal Canadiens, uh, they sure started against the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, a little bit sluggish though, but nobody gives a shit if you're looking a little bit sluggish when you score first. Justin Barron gets a quick snapshot from the point just over a minute into the game, and Sean Monahan's hanging around the front of the net, gets a tip on it, and makes it one nothing for the Habs minute and a half into the game. But this is really not a good start for the Habs despite the goal. They look, again, sluggish. They look uh, uninspired. There's no urgency in their game, and they're, they're getting outplayed pretty handily by the Flyers. Now, all that being said, um, I, I should probably just shut up, right? Because... David Savard with the weirdest one-timer ever puck coming across his body and he just throws a one-timer on net Uri Slavkovsky's parked out front it hits him and flops into the net it's 2-0 for the Habs however I need to mention it's 2-0 for the Habs on only two shots so um, you gotta be good to be lucky but I think in this case they were not very good they were just a little bit lucky and they made a couple of good plays but they're up 2-0 
Now, we also know that the two-goal lead is the absolute nemesis of this team. I've talked about it many times in the podcast. I wrote a whole fucking article about it on Eyes on the Prize during the break. If you haven't read that yet, you might want to go check it out. There's some stats in there that explain how bad they are. And uh, yeah, of course, their bad play ends up catching up with them a little bit. Flyers are playing a little bit angry, very hungry. And with under five minutes to go in the period, Justin Barron tries to clear it up the boards instead of passing to two wide-open teammates near him. And Sean Couturier chance doesn't go, but Owen Tippett finishes it off. It's 2-1, to one, and that's your score heading into the second period. And the Habs looked absolutely horrendous in the second period. Halfway through the period, they had five total shots on goal. That's it. Uh, just really not getting anything done whatsoever. Then Jordan Harris takes a puck over the glass penalty. Morgan Frost uh, gets a chance near the top of the circles and just fires at glove side on Caden Primo. 2-2, two to two, and it's a mess everywhere for the Habs. Their own zone, the offensive zone, the neutral zone, nothing's going their way. And they finish the fucking period with eight shots on goal total. They're on pace for 12 shots in this game. They need to be better than that in the third period. And they actually come out significantly better. They come out hot. They get two scoring chances right out the gate in the first minute of the third period, looking a lot better. They have seven shots on goal in that period alone by the midway point. So where the fuck was this team in the first 40 minutes of the game? But as that period goes on, the Flyers are starting to look more and more hungry. They're starting to win more races. They're starting to win more battles. They're starting to hem the Habs in their zone. And Caden Primo really had to hold it down for the Habs in this one. He holds it down all the way to overtime, a familiar place for these Montreal Canadiens to be. And even in overtime, they looked gassed. They led. They had no energy, no urgency. They're getting beat to pucks. They're getting beaten battles. Uh, Sean Monahan at one point intercepted a pass. He starts skating out with it. He gets caught by two flyers in a three-on-three, and they turn it around and go in on two-on-one. They had no energy. I don't know how you can be that, you know, tired after a multi-day break where I don't think they practiced all that much either. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe they need to practice more and they need to be in more action to actually be in the game because they really didn't look like they were in it. But Caden Primo made a number of really nice saves, dragged them all the way to the shootout. And we get to the shootout. Sean Couturier is up first for the Flyers. He just holds it on the forehand and kind of dunks it in. He scores. Nick Suzuki goes next, trying to dangle, but he runs out of racetrack, runs right into Arison. No goal. Travis Konechny goes next. He hits the post. Cole Caulfield up next. He gets stopped by Erson. Bobby Brink has a chance to win it for the Flyers. He gets stopped by the blocker of Caden Primo. And then Jesse Elinen has to score here. And he comes in, dangles, and he puts it wide. Flyers win 3-2 in a shootout. Um, that game was fucking garbage. Um, I, <laughs> I would rather watch the entire series of the Big Bang Theory, which I hate, by the way, uh, than ever watch a game like that again. I, I don't understand how they came off of a break like that with that little energy. I, I, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I think that was atrocious uh, from an effort standpoint. I think they, they really hung their goaltender out to dry, and he dragged him into a, a situation in overtime and in a shootout that they did not deserve to be in. Realistically, that's a game you should probably lose like 4-2, to 5-2 uh, to two maybe. It's, it's not a game that you should in a shootout and even if they didn't get to overtime like if they lost that game four to two I don't think you would have been able to really fault Caden Primo it would depend I guess on how those goals looked when they went in but there, there, there was some really good saves that he made in regulation that kept this game uh, close and they, they wouldn't have sniffed overtime without uh, what he was able to do in net so he is clearly your silver lining of the night um he was fantastic in that game I think it's been a string uh, the last three wins 
for the Habs have been, or I guess that wasn't a win, sorry. So the last three times that, no, not even overtime, because they didn't go to overtime against Dallas. They won that one in regulation. So their last three close games, we'll say, uh, were very much authored by their goaltenders. And that's not a tenable solution to the rebuild. We know that. However, it is nice to see that they've got goaltenders, multiple goaltenders, capable of performing like that, particularly when you take into account the fact that this is a team expected to trade one of those goaltenders before the deadline. Uh, And also that it's a team that's still kind of trying to find its way through the post Carey Price era. I still lean a little bit towards Samuel Montembeau, but Caden Primo is younger. Uh, He's the youngest goaltender that they have. And he's somebody that clearly they don't want to put him on waivers because they know he's going to get claimed, right? They put Gustav Lindstrom on waivers the other day and probably knowing he was going to get claimed, they didn't give a shit. The reason they haven't put Caden Primo on waivers is because obviously they value him more than letting another team just have him for free. And that's why they're trying to work through these trades. And, you know, if it was Caden Primo to go, I wouldn't be super sad, Right. However, I, I don't think he's at the peak of his value, so that's why I've always advocated towards trading Jake Allen. But that being said, you, you watch a game like that, and if other team scouts are watching a game like that, how could they not pick up the phone and say, listen, we'd be interested in this guy? How could they not? Uh, I think if you look at his overall body of work in the NHL, it's been pretty inconsistent, so you might want a little bit more consistency, though, before you'd really pay top dollar for that goaltender. So that's why... Again, because of the pedigree, because of the longevity, I think Jake Allen is their best bet to move. But it's comforting to know as a Habs fan that in this post carry Price era, at least right now, it seems like they've got the two guys that could maybe carry them for a little bit through to the end of the rebuild. And then we'll see who's still around when they're actually ready to compete. Uh, I would really advocate for that at this point. Try to move Jake Allen. Let's go with uh, a relatively even split, maybe leaning more towards Samuel Montembeau uh, between the two, him and Caden Primo for the remainder of the season and moving forward after that. Um, of course, you still got other goaltenders that are coming up through the ranks like Jacob Fowler, uh, Jakob Dobish down in Laval. Um, we don't really know who's going to become undeniable, right? Caden uh, Primo, he was undeniable in that game. We need to see more consistency from him. So I hope that he can parlay that game into more games like it from here on out. Um, deserved silver lining of the night. Really enjoyed uh, a lot of the saves he made. He made one in overtime. Uh, it was on that play that I mentioned during the recap where Sean Monahan gave it up in the middle of the ice. Comes around back the other way in a two-on-one. Cross-ice pass. It was a nice saucer. I forget who took the shot. I want to say Konechny, but he slid across and made a beautiful save on it. Uh, and it was it was a glove-hand shot, too. It was It was on his glove side which we know is a weakness for him. So um, hopefully a sign of him uh, covering up some of those weaknesses. Really good game from him. And, uh, you know, player of the game, silver lining of the night, whatever you want to call it, man, they do not get to overtime without that guy. So um, they should be giving him whatever he wants on the plane ride back to Montreal. If he wants to turn an entire row of seats into a bed and have a nap, sorry, get some other players to squeeze in beside each other in the shitty seats. Uh, we're going to have to let that man have his nap because he deserves it. Um Great game from him. Outside of him, I, I don't have a whole lot of positives in this one. The defense, the the entire defensive core was uh, pretty atrocious. Um, pretty atrocious. I, I, I don't know what you could even really do in that game to make it better. They were just making 
boneheaded passes like the Baron attempt to just bang it off the boards and throw it up when he had two people to pass to. Um, Jordan Harris's puck over the glass penalty was nonsensical. He could have turned around, spun into the corner, and tried to throw it up or find a teammate along the wall. And instead, he just flicked it directly into the netting. Like, there's no shot that that puck wasn't going to hit the net. It was it was a puck over the glass penalty from the moment he released it. And I think he knew that. And I don't know why he did it. Um, there was another one from Jaden Struble. He threw it up into the middle, put an absolute pizza into the high slot that ended up as a high-danger scoring chance for the Flyers, and Caden Primeau had to bail him out. Um, David Savard, uh, there was a couple opportunities that he had to go for the puck where he was just kind of nonchalantly going for it with one hand on the stick, and he gets stick-lifted and the puck gets taken away from him. And instead of getting the puck out of the zone, what happens? The Habs are hemmed in their own zone for another 30 to 40 seconds. Um, Mike Matheson had a couple of boneheaded plays. Even Caden Gooley, uh, he got caught at one point along the boards, and he got run over, and then he's looking at the ref for a call. It's like, get the fuck on your feet and get back and defend. You want to talk to the ref about a potential call, do it after the whistle. Nobody's stopping you from going over and having a word with him after the whistle. Anyways, I'm, I'm going around and around here. It was a really bad night for the defense in particular. Now, that is not meant to let the forwards off the hook. The other thing I noticed, and I noticed this a lot in the third period, is again the forwards flying the zone, which we've seen quite a few times this season. The defense at some points... They would get the puck, go behind their net, and kind of wait for things to calm down. Wait, The Flyers would be going for a line change or something. And then when they come out from behind their net, the forwards are already past the red line. So they got to do these big, long stretch passes that never fucking work. They work once in a blue moon. There was one that worked where it, w- it went to Brennan Gallagher, and he tapped it up ahead to Josh Anderson, and Josh Anderson ended up with a partial breakaway out of it. But nine times out of ten, these passes don't work. What they do is they end up in as icings, or they end up getting uh, tipped around, and then the other team ends up getting it because their D are further back. So when it gets tipped up or something, their D can just pick it up, and they can throw the attack back going the other way and get in transition. It's stupid. It doesn't work. They need forward support. I want to see them coming out of their zone as a unit. I want to see those quick touch passes. I think, and again, I'm hard on Justin Barron, right? Um, And I've I've promised that I'm going to back off of him a little bit. So I'm going to try to back off of him for that one play where he threw it up the boards. I think the reason that he threw it up the boards is because he's so conditioned to his forwards being far away from him. And on that play, he actually had two forwards near him. So I think when he's trying to make a split second decision, he's going, I got to bang this up the boards because I don't have any forward support. And he actually did. I, I think it's becoming hard for some of their young defensemen to know when they have forward support because they never fucking have it. They they need to start having that forward support on the breakout. Otherwise, they're going to continue to get hemmed in on their own zone. They're going to continue to have these nonchalant one-handed plays that end up with the stick lift and then blah, blah, blah. Other teams going in the other way with a two-on-one and they end up scoring. And you're not always going to have a goaltender back there that can make a bunch of ridiculous saves and drag you to overtime. You're not. So they got a lot to fix. They got a lot to fix because, again, you. I, I wrote about this when I talked about them holding leads. Again, I don't, I don't want to promote my own work too much, but if you haven't read it, go to Habs Eyes and the Prize. You can go find it. Um, I, I went into some stats that we got off of some uh, some some great sites uh, that are able to provide us with some of the data that we need to take a statistical look at what the Habs are doing, and they're brutal with a lead. I think that was another part of the problem in this game. They scored a goal too early in the game. And that's such a that's such a hilarious thing to say because it doesn't make any sense. Well, you scored too fucking early in that game. People, if you said that to a hockey player, they go, "What? What are you talking about?" Of course, we we're trying to score. You know that, right? But these Habs, that's what I'm saying, is they they almost need the goals 
to come in bunches and they need him to come later in the game so they can avoid having to actually play with the lead. And a lot of that plays into what I was talking about with their defensive strategy with the forwards flying the zone and then they just try to flip it out and the D, they just back up. They just back. They don't. They don't even try to meet the rush at the off at the defensive blue line. They just back up all the way down to their goal line and they just give a free rein to enter the zone. And you saw that against the Flyers, but um, I don't think it was all them playing with a lead because they were kind of doing that right off the bat at the start of the game. So I don't know. I'm willing to forgive and forget on this game and say maybe they were just a little unprepared uh, coming off their break. I I don't know. Um, maybe they needed to practice more during the break. I already said that earlier. Maybe this is just who they are, and they're going to have games like this sometimes. So I'm willing to forgive, forget this one. Um, I need to see a better effort from them against the San Jose Sharks tomorrow night. I don't give a flying fuck if you played the night before and you had to travel. Do not care. You're professional athletes. I don't want to hear that excuse. You're going out there against the worst team in the NHL. You need to look better than you did against the Flyers. I'm not saying you need to go out there and hammer them nine-one. All right. Let's face it. You're, you're going to have, uh, you're going to be lacking wheels a little bit anytime that you've got two games in two nights and you have to travel on top of it. But I, I don't want to hear anything about we were tired and that's why we lost. I do not want to hear the word loss and San Jose Sharks in the same fucking sentence. That's a brutal team. They should not be able to beat the Habs. So, of course, they probably will. Um, but, again, to wrap this up with this particular game against the uh, Flyers, I'm willing to forget it. I just want to see a better effort tomorrow night. I don't care if it ends up with a close score. That's fine. Just better effort, more urgency, more energy in the game. I'm going to cut it off there because I really don't have too many good things to say about that game. And I don't think anybody should have much good to say about that game. It was pretty brutal. Um, we're running a little over 17 minutes. So, c'est une soirée pas mal typique pour les employés de soutien. We are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I would appreciate that very much. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine.